0: Welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm Arby Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and your host for today's Million Dollar Speaker Podcast podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about what makes a a million-dollar speaker. What are the characteristics? And how do we reach millions of people? And of course, how do we make millions doing it? Tonight, we are going to talk about fear. And tonight, our topic is fearless speaking, fearless speaking. So first of all, we're going to go around the room today and just Talk about for each one of you, what does fearless speaking mean to you? But Jason, what do you think fearless, really truly fearless speaking means
1: to you? Being who I want to be at any given moment and, and while connecting with the audience or or and connecting with the audience at that time.
0: Okay, so being who you are authentically.
1: Authentically, yeah.
0: Right? And and connecting to the audience. Great. Thank you. All right, Alice, what do you think fearless speaking means to you? Being well-prepared. Nice, well-prepared. I love that. All right, CJ. CJ, what does fearless speaking mean to you?
2: You know, the thing that it makes me think of is your systems, your formulas. Because for me, that was the greatest, one of the greatest things I've learned from you Is your system and formula for speaking, which takes out all the guesswork of what's supposed to come first and what do you say and when's the right thing and how do you follow up and how do you do all these different pieces, you have a system, you have a formula for that and by just following the formula, it doesn't matter if it's a one minute, a five minute, a 30 minute, you're on in two weeks, you're on right now, surprise, the (laughs) formula is the same or similar enough that it's easy to adapt to any situation and for me that gives me the freedom to speak fearlessly anytime
0: beautiful beautiful well said all right so dr renee's back so we're talking about what does fearless speaking mean to you
3: okay rv you taught us this fearless from the very very beginning and what it is is by a drop of a hat i mean if you say Dr. Renee, I need you to do a five minute, 30 minutes. Can you do, when can you do it? Oh, you, I, you taught us to say yes. Right. Yes. Because if you say yes, no, can we do it next week? There's no next week. Because as the event planner says, can you do this tomorrow? Can you do this a later on this afternoon? One of our speakers got canceled and I have to say, ah, uh, uh, I can't do that. That would be sacrilegious to my, to being a, a student or the follower of R.V. Robbins. <laughs> so, and the sandwich, I'm going to dovetail what CJ said the sandwich, the the meat, the the two sides, each side. We we know our stuff. We should know our material enough that we can form the bread, the meat, and the sandwich, Uh, even if it's sort of brand new material, but just do it on a drop of a hat. Automatically, you've taught us this. And then also preparing. It's like creating a delicious gourmet dinner. You need to have the cutting board, the knife, the ingredients, but Whole food ingredients, things with no chemicals. All the, these are just ingredients for a delicious gourmet dinner. The same thing goes for the speech. The food, the, the ingredients of that is the, the meat of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The foundation is the basic stuff. You have a clean kitchen. You have the big bowls. You have big cutting boards. You have the sharp knives, the big pot. Gas stove is preferred over electric. You know, just the, those are the basic fundamentals of the formula of how we create a fantastic speech and being fearless because knowledge is power. When you have power, there's no fear. Fear and power do not go together. Fear and shame and all the negative words go together. But what you taught us, RV, is being in the power, being a, of the knowledge of your material, and then creating it, like CJ said, in your secret formula, your secret sauce, the RV secret sauce. <laughs> so I hope I, I answer that because that's, that's, a, that's a great word uh, and I can do it on a drop of a hat. I know CJ can for sure. Um, right. and I don't know the other speakers so much, uh, Ardina, I think could do it as well because I've been with you for a long time. I, I know also Jason can as well. We know our material, whether I'm talking about love or relationships or gratitude or generosity, or about respect for one another with love. Yeah. We, we know our material enough to know that we could create something from nothing. Because we have it within us. So I could talk five minutes, 50 minutes, whatever it is, just like that, because you taught us so well. And if something happened, this is the last week's uh, theme, Jim did a thing. If something happened, we had nothing left, no computers, and some, another pandemic where everything shut down. How would do we start our business again? RV, what, what you've taught me, I, can, I have the formula in my heart and in my mind, link it together. And it's like, voila, I can make money because it's in Amen. our heart. Does that make sense, RV? Man, yes. Let's yeah. see
0: it. Millions. All right. So thank you, Dr. Renee. That was perfect. All right. We're going to go to Cheryl now. Cheryl, what what is Cheryl speaking mean to you? So literally
4: everything everyone has already said is totally ditto. And the first thing that came to my mind so wonderful. No one said this. So I get to say one word. <laughs> it's the passion.
0: Mm-hmm. Fearless
4: speaking is exactly why this is called passionately speaking, because fearless speaking can only come when you have something that's burning in you. You can't wait to share it. And that's what you just you don't have time to be afraid. You don't have time to have fear. You're too passionate. I love it. Well demonstrated, my
0: dear. Well demonstrated. Yeah. Millions. I love that. It sounds like Lori wanted to say that and you took her, took her thunder. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you'll challenge and think of something else, (laughs) but so true. And so well said. Thank you, Cheryl. What does fearless speaking mean to
3: you?
2: Well, I was trying to be cute with an acronym, but i'm I'm <laughs> it it's really a repeat of what everybody else has said. And um, for me personally, I get anxious about being ready. So to be fearless means that I am completely ready. I'm early, and um, that I just know exactly what I'm gonna do, and I'm I'm in that flow of just being able to step in to engagement with people and watch what happens.
0: Good for you. I'm loving all these answers. I'm writing them all down. Very good. Okay, well, we'll, I'll show you what I'm going to do with them in a minute. All right, let's go to Lori. Lori, did you think of another word?
2: Well, I'll tell you what the first thought was that came to me as someone who's just started with you guys is um, walking out on the stage and not passing out.
0: (laughs) Okay, right, not throwing up or something. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's right. That was the first thing, but then I thought about it, and I thought Fearless Speaking is just really finding your people, you know, knowing your story, you know, having a story that can change, you know, uh, that can change lives because you're saying it to the right crowd, and um, just being super, you know, passionate about about what you're speaking about, and also being passionate about the people that you're speaking it to. Nice. It's really wanting to help them. I mm-hmm. think when you come from a heart space. Of, you know, I'm standing in front of you, you know, yeah, I'm going to pitch you at the end, but I'm really coming from a place that I really want to help you. Right. You know, um, I I think when we come from that place, it is fearless speaking.
0: Beautifully said, Laurie. beautifully said. All right, let's go to Clemmy. Clemmy is.
5: For me, it's feeling prepared. And in my world, that means remembering the sequence of my list of things because I'm okay with improvising and, and, uh, just going off of keywords, but I need to remember what's first, second, and third. And that's kind of like every day of my life. My normal life is remembering what's next. Um, so, so that, that is, that is the thing. Um, and then when I'm feeling prepared, that allows me to be in the flow, then I'm connecting to the audience and, um, like when I did the comedy store about my brain injury, my friend said it felt like a conversation, and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that's interesting because I was the only one talking, but I was responding to the laughs and I was, you know, going off the cuff and stuff like that. And so, the audience, you know, really responded really well because I was just able to be me and not worry about it. And then, um, and then the other thing is for me, like the fearless part. Like I always say what I mean and I mean what I say, but there, you know, we're talking about Charles Manson. It's like the haters. Like I want my tech to be so secure that no crazy person is going to break my infrastructure.
0: Very cool. Very cool. All right. So I love that. Uh, Virginia, you're moving around a little bit. Are you ready to, to answer that question or should we come back to you?
1: Okay, so to be fearless, to um, fearless speaking. Okay, what is uh, fearless speaking to you? To me, fearless speaking is uh, not just knowing your speech, but not being also afraid of of speaking out and and speaking your truth. Because I can have my speech memorized inside out, but then if if I'm afraid to speak my truth actually speak um uh what's what's in my heart and then it's not gonna work fearless speaking is to me to speak out your truth no matter what and and ironically it's funny that you came up with this topic because yesterday I was asked to write a short story for a book and This is actually one of the things that I talked about in the short story that I spent my whole life being afraid of speaking out. And when I should have spoken out, I didn't. And um, so as a result, there were other things that happened because I didn't speak out. Not only I didn't speak out, but I didn't speak out on time. It's not just only about speaking out. It's just making sure you say what you need to say when you need to say it as well, because then you miss the boat. All right. Well, thank
0: you, Virginia. All right. Thank you, everyone. Those are all great answers. Now I want to share with you, we'll go, we're going to go deeper into this, but I'm going to share with you what my definition is of fearless speaking. That is feeling the fear, experiencing that fear, recognizing the fear, right? Welcoming the fear and then doing it anyway. That's what what I believe fearless speaking is, because there are going to be times whether or not, you know, you might be sitting there and eh, not scared. Well, well, why don't you go and speak in front of the president? Right? See how scared you get? Why don't you speak in front of 5000 people? Why don't you share the stage with Tony Robbins? There's going to be times where you're going to be scared because it is up and out of your normal speaking comfort zone. Whatever that is for you. For some of you, your, your comfort zone might be just to do webinars by yourself. Your, it might be to do small group. Who do, we all have a level. And the only way we can push to the next level is to jump it. So I can guarantee you there are going to be times where you are going to feel that fear somehow, some way, way, you know, with someone. Fear is feeling it, recognizing it, accepting it right? Not trying to, oh, I shouldn't be afraid. No, it's perfectly normal for you to feel a little anxious, a little fearful. And, you know, because now you're up against you know, maybe a big icon. I know sometimes some of my students speak on my stage, they're a little fearful because I'm there. But guess what it makes you do? Makes you practice longer and harder because you have to be even that better. And so it forces you to come up to the level that you need to be at anyway. All of us tend to sometimes want to skip and skate and not really do the 15 hours like we should. And I'm speaking to myself, too, because I've cut corners throughout my college degree. I knew exactly what it would take to get a B. I knew what it would take to get an A. And a lot of times I chose not to do the extra work because it's like the 80-20 rule. To get that A, I'd have to do 80 more percent of the work. And for some of it, it wasn't worth it. But the classes that I loved, it, it was a skateboard. No problem. Sometimes some of you might be delivering that B speech instead of the A speech. Because you just don't want to put in that extra work that it would take. Now, I say that because that's what happened, I believe, this morning. And Luana was there. We're not going to mention any names. But this morning, you know, one of my superstar speakers spoke. And afterwards, we did a debriefing. And I said, you didn't practice, did you? Well, no, not really. I thought I knew this stuff. You can't just know it. You have to practice it in a speech. When you do your own webinar for an hour and you can rattle and this and that, you, you know, I, I say practice, but you have more leeway. When you have 15 minutes, you have to be concise. And the only way to get there is through practice and, and being prepared. Always. Overdo it. Over practice. All right. So I'm going to look at some of these things because, again, this this individual was a little scared, too, this morning. Why? Well, because there wasn't enough practice and I'm not faulting anybody. I'm saying that's how we learn. The good news is no matter what you do, you go up to bat. You do what what Dr. Renee said. All right. So Dr. Renee is, you know, you say yes. All right, Luana also said, you say yes, and you figure it out. It doesn't have to be perfect. The speech I heard today was not perfect. I'm not expecting perfect. But what I do expect is fearlessness. And that fearlessness comes from being prepared, from learning the system, from doing all the things that all of you have been learning. You step up to that plate, and you don't care. I mean, you you are going to do your best to swing at that ball. Right. And if you miss it, it's okay. You did the best you could for where you are right now. That's what I want. You stepped up. You're not afraid of being hit in the head by the ball. You're not afraid of the catcher catching that ball. You're not afraid of anything. You are going to go and you're going to hit it with all your might. And you're going to envision it going out into the field and you're going to have that home run. But do you think a baseball player would get those kind of results if they did not practice? Or if they just practiced for a B level? So in your speaking, are you speaking at a B level or do you want to go to an A level? How many of you want to do be an A speaker? Amen. A speaker? Right. We all have to do that. Now, one thing that I love and I am gifted at is that I love to practice my speeches because to me, it is just like being there and doing it. And and so it's not work for me. That's like the classes that I kind of would skate in, right, that I didn't have to put in the extra work. But it wasn't always like that in the beginning. You don't see the beginning of when I started. I mean, some of you like Dr. Renee, you were around. Jason, you were around. You saw those, some of those beginning presentations and speeches. They're not what I deliver today. I'm not the same person. But what I did do is step on stage, be prepared and did the best I could. And you don't think I had some scary times? I was, I had people like Mark Victor Hansen speaking on my stage and listening to me, right? Laura Langemeyer. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And some speaker trainers like uh, God, I can't even remember James Malinchak, you know, some people that spoke, you know, and I had and I was new, it was 17 years ago, and I'm a nobody to them. Well, I probably wasn't somebody because I put on an event. But, you know, in the in the in the scheme of people knowing me, I was unknown how I'll, I'll put that. Not that I was nobody. I have to be careful with my own words, but that I was unknown at the time. And I put on big events called Speak Your Way to Wealth and stepped on stage. And I was there was times I was petrified, but I didn't let it stop me. And I did everything I could to be an A, and to be the best I could be. And I didn't let anybody see my fear, and I didn't tell anybody I was fearful. I just walked right up to Mark Victor Hansen and said who I was. I had Matt Basic on my stage one time, and I said, "Oh, hi, I, you're Matt, blah blah blah, and you're a, you're a millionaire, right?" He said, "No, multi." Right, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Well, welcome to the. You know, I'm like, you know, <laughs> so you just never ever know. But I want you all to just be fearless and to do whatever it takes. And let's go through some of these because they're so important. Yes, Cheryl.
4: Seriously, RV, I am serious. I need you to tell me the truth. Are you telling me you were once afraid? I mean, I, I this a appreciate your passion now and and your and your love and your your preparation and you're so ready and to do it and i want that and everything of course i'm here but i can't even picture you having been that scared
0: you bet i was in the very beginning i was i was speaking with big icons now maybe i wasn't the same kind of fear that some people have about speaking um, sometimes fear is better sometimes to have and recognize it than to not have it and do something really crazy. But I, but there were times where I spoke. So, so for instance, there was a time and a lot of you know, um, uh, my mentor, Eric Waffham. So one time he invited me and two or three of his students to now we paid for it. So don't think, <laughs> but we went to a J. Abraham class, three-day class, cost $3,000. And so it was the first time, 17 years ago, first time that I was around Eric, right, that wasn't at his event or coaching, we had to introduce ourselves. Now, I'm, I'm just started my business. I'm not even making a dime. I'm living off of savings. And I'm around multimillionaires from all over the world. Everybody knows Jay Abraham, right? One of the big, big boys. So here I am at his with my mentor, and I have to stand up and introduce myself. I was scared to death. I was intimidated. I was scared. I was nervous. And so what I did is I, I, and we had round tables. Everybody's sitting around table. There were three hundred people in the room. We did not go all at once. And some some people went one day. Some people went the other day. You know, just kind of. Anyway, it came my turn. And again, Eric's never heard me right? Introduce myself. And I was scared to, I was petrified. So I stood up, did the only thing I could think of doing, which was tell a joke. So Jay was talking about, know what your assets are, right? Which we always should know. What are our gifts? I call them gifts. He called them assets. And he had PowerPoint, it was all up on the PowerPoint. So I stand up, mind you, millionaires in the room. And I said, First of all, I want to excuse the people behind me for showing them my biggest asset, right? (laughs) So everybody laughed, and that released my anxiety and my fear, right? I could relax and then I delivered a powerful, of course, elevator speech. Now, again, I practiced and practiced and practiced because I knew what was coming because I saw other people standing up and introducing themselves. And so in my mind, I'm practicing. That night I practiced, I over So I knew, but I knew if I let fear grip me in any way that it wouldn't come out right. But I'm telling you, my hand was shaken. I am not going to you know, lie. I, I kind of had to do one of these to keep my hand from shaking. That was a long time ago, but it happens to all of us. So if you feel the fear, feel it, recognize it, because what you resist persists. I, and I don't call it fear. Okay, I'm a little excited. I'm a little anxious. I feel the adrenaline flowing through my body. Got it. Thank you for being there. Now let's use it together. And when you blow out your first attention grabber, that's where all that adrenaline and energy needs to be. So it goes goes out in the audience. They participate or laugh or do whatever. Say good morning back to you, whatever your deal is. And then that relaxes you and you can continue. So that's my secret. That's my secret to get that fear under control. Thank you, Jason. (laughs) Thank you, CJ. Thank you. Good. And just keep doing it. Keep speaking. The more you speak, the less anxiety, the less adrenaline you will need. And just call it adrenaline. That's all it is. It's fight or flight syndrome that comes to us. We're not really scared. We're not really fearful. Now, for those of you that have read my book, you know, and we're going to turn to that chapter really quickly. Okay. Chapter number four, eliminate stage fright. Eliminate stage fright. Fear. this is my definition of fear. The old one is false evidence appearing real. We've all heard that one, but I have my own. Fatal expectations. Altering reality. If we let it, we can that it'll kill us. if we have those expectations. That something is going to happen bad to us, wrong to us. If we let that self-talk keep talking in our head, that can be fatal. We're expecting something bad to happen. And it actually alters the whole reality of where we are. So I could have, if I really like soaked into that, oh my God, I'm so scared. I got my mentor here. I don't think I could do it. Right? la, 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 right? I, I could have left the room when it was my turn I could have left the room that altering our reality as we know it so don't let it recognize the fear and do it anyway recognize the fear welcome it and don't resist it and do it anyway that's fearless speaking and all of you can do that so let's talk about some of these individual things because they're golden so thank you everyone Jason, being authentic, yes, being authentic and connecting to the audience. Now, you have to push that fear aside or embrace that fear authentically and say, I, I feel you here. I feel you here. All right, let's do this together. Because together we can connect. Where if you're not together as one, then you've got fear on one side and you've got you, you on the other and that doesn't work. Then you can't connect. And if you can't be, connect and be authentic to yourself, you can't connect to your audience. Game over. And we feel it because what happens is you'll continue like a trooper, but there'll be distance. There'll be a disconnect, especially in this environment. So Alice, well-prepared. Amen, sister. Amen. You never can be over-prepared. You never can be over-prepared. Prepare, prepare, do 15 hours and do one more hour for bonus hour. You, and, and again, you don't have to just do 15 hours in your office, walking around, talking to yourself. You can get some friends, you can do a Zoom call, you can say, listen, and I know Gene has done this. You know, you get some people in a room or you get your husband, you line up your dogs or your children and say, look, I want you to listen to me. Now, be very careful not to ask them for too much feedback, because remember, they're not experienced at it. But what I'm saying is you can make your practice more fun. You could go outside, scream at the top of your lungs, go walk on the beach, make your practice fun and interesting. Right. So you don't have to just stay in, in the in the house and do it. But being well prepared will help to create that fear, even if you have it, to be manageable and to be one with you without it dominating. So you don't want that fear to get you. And we've all seen it. We've all seen when fear dominates, what happens? The person comes out and says, I'm scared. I'm really nervous. Be prepared and uh, you know, embrace the embrace that fear. So, Dr. Renee, the system, amen. That is your comfort blanket. No, nobody else has that unless they've worked with me. All that anybody has that's close is have a beginning, middle, and end. That's all that the the school will teach you. That's all Toastmasters will teach you. Have a beginning, middle, and end. But no one tells you what to put in it. And there's this confidence that comes with knowing that system. It's confidence. No one said that word yet today, but I'll share it with you. I know you were thinking it. It's confidence that it gives. That's how we can get and be fearless. That's how we can get our adrenaline to to act right. That's how we can be a friend with our adrenaline. Because we know the system and the system is always right, right? We know we can trust it. It's always the same. I mean, I came out of a world of accounting where everything's the same. It's not left to chance. It's not an art. It's not even a science, but it's closer to a science. Numbers are numbers and they don't lie and they don't change and you can always trust them. They will never change on you. They will never morph into something else. But for the most part, it stays the same and you can trust it. That's the system. It will stay the same. And you can trust it. You can hang your hat on it. You can hang your money on it. You can hang your, you know, anything you want on it. So the system, the system works. And and again, just great material, knowing your knowing your material. And that's one of the things that Ben Gay said, who has been a uh who i i interviewed for my podcast today he's the, he's a speaker that has worked with Jim Rohn who's like the father of public speaking and he's worked with Bob Proctor and he's worked with so many uh icons many of them are no longer with us today and it's just you know uh, you know just story after story after story and he just kept emphasizing You have to have great material and you have to know your material. So there is a comfort in that. And the way you know your you know, you know your material, but not everybody can speak their material because you're not used to speaking it. What are we used to speaking? We're used to speaking a commercial, which doesn't work anymore. So we have to still practice speaking our material out loud. And so that's why the the practicing comes uh, becomes so important because even though we know like we know like we know it, we have to tell our brain, okay, we know it up here now. Say it out here without stuttering and skipping and using filler words and looking like deer in the headlights because we have a brain fart or something. So practicing will eliminate any of that. So that's so important. And Cheryl, ugh, passion. Absolutely. If Even if you're scared, if you can make your passion come out bigger than your fear, it will win. Passion will win every single time. Passion, enthusiasm, excitement, and not like for what you have, but for you to share it, for you to give it. Be, cup runneth over and just give and give and give and give it with passion and give it with conviction and confidence. And that will all of a sudden you'll look around and wow, where did the fear go? It's gone and it will disappear. It will be gone. I believe one of the main reasons that it exists in us is only if we let it. It can only take a place in your house If you let it. So we're going to replace it. We can't just kick it out. We got to replace it. So you can replace it with passion. You can replace it with confidence. You can replace it with practice and being prepared. You can replace it with authenticity and connection and on and on and on. And that's what we're doing here today. You don't have to accept it to be living in your house. Luana just say yes, and I love that. Just and and Dr. Renee said that too. Anytime anybody says, Can you do something? Can you speak? And again, you're gonna feel that little whoop 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 come up, that little kind of you know, maybe gulp gulp of fear. You say yes anyway, and figure it out. You're gonna have time to prepare. That's why I say have your signature talk prepared at all times, have your elevator speech prepared at all times, have your five-minute I'll speech ready at all times. You've got the tools. I gave them to you. Have them ready. Don't wait until you get the opportunity. Remember what I always say from Matthew McConaughey's book. The target will draw the arrow. The target will draw the arrow. That means you set a goal and or... You get prepared if you have a five minute speech. And I want all of you to test this. Have a five minute speech ready. Get that ready this week. And you just say to yourself, "Okay, I am ready for my five minute speech opportunity. And you're going to see boom, opportunity after opportunity come to you for a five minute speech or even maybe seven, six, eight minutes, which you can still stretch that formula to watch. Who wants that challenge? Amen. All right. So this week, you do your five minute speech and then see what happens. The target draws the arrow. The target will draw the arrow. You've got to set the target. You've got to be ready. And I've got story after story about my clients who've done that. And all of a sudden, they got the biggest opportunity to speak in their life. And I shared one with you just recently where I was you know, I picked up the phone. It was a friend of mine. I saw that he called. He's 11. It was 11 o'clock. And he said, can you speak today? Our speaker is sick. W- women's wisdom. Big organ- big women's organization in San Diego. San Diego. Of course, it's virtual. Thank goodness. And yeah, I said yes. And I was not only ready. I redid my PowerPoint just for them because we had a different clothes, And I was there an hour before I needed to speak. You know, I was ready to even get ready. I didn't have to start from scratch. So please, ladies and gentlemen, be ready always and always ready to speak. The flow. Gene said the flow, getting into that flow. And again, practicing will help you get into the flow. But you see that I'm in the flow. I'm in the zone. I'm in the flow. And you do that when you're passionate about something, when you know something, when you're excited about it. I didn't planned these words. I planned this event and what we were going to do, but I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. And I'm not saying you do that. I'm saying you could do that in your own room. You don't do it when you only have 15 minutes, but when you're in the room, you can get in that flow. And Gene, you're going to be in your own room very quickly next weekend. And you can just get in that flow and you just get in there. Just tell yourself, just start talking. And be passionate, and you'll get in that flow. Great. Love it. Lori, not passing out. <laughs> not passing out. Again, everything that we talked about, being prepared will help you. Being passionate, knowing that your job is not, it's not about you. And we didn't say this yet, so I'll say it now. I've said it in the past. Remember, it's not about you. It's about your audience and what you're delivering them. It's about the gifts that you're giving them. It's about what God wants you to pour out on them. It's about you giving of yourself. It's about you opening yourself up and being humble. It's about so many other things than you. It has little to do with you. If you remember my mantra being you have a message to share that only you could share to people that can only hear it from you, and that message will save somebody's life, their business, or their soul. You can't even think about yourself. You got a big job ahead of you. My God, I might be there to change their soul. Think about that one. I used to only say life or business. And then one day it dawned on me, no. You could be changing your soul just by stepping on a stage in the secular world and speaking your own personal faith. And I've done it. I had a woman that came up to me at the end of my talk. I kid you not. And she said, because of your talk, not the end, but we we chit-chatted. She came and talked to me at the end of my talk. We chit-chatted. I told her about a Christian group that I had, Christian Speakers Movement. She, uh, I showed her the logo. I talked in my own excitement all about it. And then she called me up. This was a Friday. She called me up on Sunday and said, I want to tell you something. And I said, what is it? And she said, because of our conversation on Friday, I went to church today and I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior. I got chills. Woo. You just, I mean, and, and we impact lives every single day and no one tells us. No one tells us. We don't get the privilege of people telling us. But when they do, it's huge. But just know that just because people don't tell you that your speech impacted them doesn't mean that it didn't, doesn't mean that they didn't take some miraculous action because your job is just to deliver the speech. Their job is to do whatever with it, or God's job is to help them to do whatever with it. Not your job. So, if you find out great, there's another story about this woman who who heard my speech. She came and talked to me at the end of my speech. It was a speech I wasn't even going to go to because they took my twenty minutes and put it into ten. And I was sometimes I have my little little speaker fit, too. And I 10 minutes. I don't need the practice. This is me talking. Okay, I'm being honest. I don't need the practice. 10 minutes. Really, I don't need the practice. That's what I told myself. But then I said, okay, it's not about me. I'm already dressed. I took a shower. (laughs) You know, I should go. It was local. I was on my way. So I went ahead graciously and went there. I did get my 10 minutes back because I asked for it later. So I did get to speak 20 minutes. But the key is, is after my talk, this woman comes up to me and she said, she said, I want to buy your book. And I said, great. She said, I heard you speak last year and my and I bought your book from my dad and my dad has Alzheimer's and he lost the book. And so I want to get him another one. And I was so touched and so moved. She came that day just to hear me speak, to get a book. Now, what if I didn't speak? What if I let fear stop me? What if I let the losing 10 minutes stop me? And I gave her the book and I said, listen, I just want one thing from you. When you give your, your... because I gave her, I left this part out. She told me that I gave her dad hope that he could speak about Alzheimer's to other Alzheimer's patients. And he's like in his 80s. So I gave her the book. I said, do me a favor, videotape. When you give it to him, videotape it for me on your phone and send it to me. And she did. But the key is, is that it's never about us and we must step on stage fearlessly and deliver our message and not let anything stop us because the enemy will always Try to put a monkey wrench in the works. And the enemy is the one that said, either told her, take away 10 minutes or told me, you don't need the practice. I don't know which, but neither one of us adhered to that and we just kept moving forward. So all of you, whether it's your calling to be on Christian stages or not, we're all speaking in the secular world. So I'm thinking you're probably very close to me. And it's time for you to be fearless and not only fearless about speaking, but sometimes we have to be fearless about what we are choosing to speak about. And maybe you've been like I did in the beginning, hiding your faith or hiding your core message or your love for whatever it is, animals, gardening, sushi. I don't care, whatever it is. And maybe it's time for you to be authentic nakedly authentic, and bring whatever it it is, because I guarantee you that there's people out there that are waiting for it, that need to hear it, that they need to see that you're that person or you're doing it. They need to align themselves with you and your core values. Amen. Uh, Because Clemmy said, again, not only being prepared, but remembering what is coming next. And again, that comes with more practice. And Clemmy, for you, you might have to practice even more than the 15 hours that I'm recommending for everybody just because of your history and your your injury. So for you, it might be something a little different. It might be tape recording it and listening to it at night. It might be saying it. It might be, you know, just twice as much effort, right? And Virginia, speaking your truth speaking your truth. Um, Okay, so that, that will wrap it up. So again, thank you all for being here. And thank you so much for letting me share how you can be a fearless speaker every single time you step on that stage. So get out there and speak. And remember to always not only speak with passion, but now be fearless. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. And feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a Million Dollar Speaker.